If you flew anywhere in 2023, how late was your flight? You wanna buy an average house in Vancouver? How does a cool $2.2 million sound? Your beach vacation might be canceled if you are booked with Air Transat, and Tesla is passed as the world's number one EV company. It is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Let's get started with today's news. I'm honestly not one of those people who takes great pleasure in sitting back and looking for opportunities to slam our country's flagship airline. You know, at times I actually feel bad about how an airline that I've flown numerous times over the past few years gets so much flack. But facts are facts. And in 2023, Air Canada came in dead last amongst 10 largest airlines in North America when it came to on-time performance. That's not a good thing. Only 63% of Air Canada flights actually landed on time. That equates to 140,000 planes full of passengers arriving at a gate more than 15 minutes after they've scheduled. So that is a lot of passengers arriving behind a schedule later than what they had bargained for. Canada's other major airline, WestJet, they came in in seventh place in North America with an online performance of 69%. Now, the shining star in this category was Delta Airlines. They came in on time 85% of, uh, of their flights. So that's not too bad. And they were followed closely by Alaska Airlines, which came in at 82%. A spokesperson for Air Canada said, Our operation has been consistently improving so that by year end, our monthly on-time performance showed a double-digit improvement over July, a significant increase. Now, like I say, it's almost a national pastime here in Canada to slam Air Canada. And obviously performance like this only goes to further perpetuate that, uh, that feeling, that myth almost, well, maybe it's not a myth, maybe it's real, uh, that belief that uh, Air Canada you know, has, has some of the worst service out there. The best thing that the company can do to fight that perception is actually to run the airline on time. Without a doubt, in fairness, the industry has had its share of challenges over the past few years. Obviously, there has been a shortage of air traffic controllers. We've had unusual weather problems. Uh, coming out of COVID, the whole network is running uh, at very high demand. That can lead to more disruptions, but every airline faces those same challenges that I just mentioned there. So Air Canada can't always point the finger uh, somewhere else. Personally, um, I would love to see this perception of our national flagship carrier improve, uh, but that's not up to us. It's up to Air Canada to get their act together, and hopefully they'll be able to do that in pretty short order. I guess there is some good news in the most recent report that property values in some parts of BC have stabilized, or in some cases they've even dropped. If you are following the Canadian real estate market at all, you're going to know that British Columbia is one of the hardest hit provinces when it comes to housing affordability. Um, this new news might be on a minor scale, uh, but prices here have stabilized a bit over the past year. That's obviously welcome news here in the province. That said, the market is still highly, highly unaffordable to so many people. According to the data that was just released this week, the assessed value of a single family home in Vancouver rose only 4% year over year, but that still has the average price hitting $2.2 million. Strata properties were flat at a value of $807,000. When you look at the real estate market in aggregate, so the lower mainland and Sunshine Coast regions, so that's Vancouver proper, the lower mainland, and then up uh, the west coast of the mainland, Total assessments have risen to nearly $2 trillion this year, and that is up from the $1.94 trillion a year ago. Uh, in perhaps the most ironic case, as I was reading this report, for those still dreaming to break into the real estate market someday, the largest decline in housing prices was a 13% in the town of, wait for it, Hope. 
If you do fall into that category who believes that buying your own home is going to be just a pipe dream, um, you should know about a company called Addy. And Addy is a Canadian company that brings quality real estate deals to everyday people. They believe that everybody should have the opportunity to own property regardless of how much you make, your age, your gender, or your background. Well, thanks to Addy, uh, those dreams can now be a reality. Addy is open to Canadians in all provinces and territories and is now Canada's largest real estate crowdfunding platform. Want to learn more? Uh, join the Discord community. It is a super active and great place to chat with thousands of other Addy members. To get 50% off their Addy One membership, use the promo code BEVIS50. I will put a link to their website in the description of this video. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Harvest ETFs, where they believe in building and preserving wealth through long-term ownership of high-quality businesses. Whether you are in the market for equities or fixed income, they've got the right blend of products to help you reach your financial goals. At Harvest ETFs, their core offerings revolve around covered call strategies and helping to generate monthly cash flow for their unit holders. To highlight ticker HHL, the Harvest Healthcare Leaders Income ETF, with over $1.4 billion in AUM, it provides investors with an 8% plus yield and exposure to 20 large capitalization global healthcare stocks. This is one of the favorite amongst Canadian investors. And this, of course, is just one of their many offerings. If you're into fixed income, their fund HPYT focuses on US Treasury ETFs with a covered call strategy. They also have all-in-one solutions like HDIF. This is the Harvest Diversified Monthly Income Fund. It takes away the hassle of doing your own portfolio allocation. The list goes on and on, but regardless of the fund, the goal with Harvest is ultimately to deliver reliable, high monthly distributions to its investors. Harvest ETFs is a game changer for income investors. Their consistent monthly cash flow and strategic approach may align perfectly with your financial goals. Visit harvestetfs.com or click the link in the description of this video to learn more about Harvest ETFs. Quick reminder, commissions and management fees and other expenses may be associated with ETFs. The values change over time. Past performances may not be repeated. Please read the relevant prospectus before investing. Back on October 31st, 2022, the collective agreement that Air Transat flight attendants had with the company expired and negotiations sort of restarted and they dragged on it looked like there was a strike in the works. In late November, the flight attendants voted to authorize a mandate that would allow them to strike with the 72-hour notice. When I first reported this story, it looked like the flight attendants um, would be going on strike effective January, so effective this month. But I shared some good news in the middle of December. The news was that their bargaining unit at QP had reached a tentative agreement with the company and the prospects of flights being canceled this month had been pushed uh, off to the side. It appeared, it looked like those who had holiday flight plans could breathe a sigh of relief. Well, it looks like that projection may have been a little bit premature. According to QP, 98% of the roughly 2,100 flight attendants have voted against ratifying the contract. The union now says it will be back to the bargaining table with Transat later this week. A spokesman for the airline said, we are disappointed by this outcome as we were confident that the tentative agreement would be accepted by the majority of our flight attendants. We are returning to the bargaining table and our objective remains to find common ground as soon as possible. How could they have been so dramatically wrong? The vote was 98% against ratification. I'm not sure how they could have interpreted that or how they could have been confident uh, that they would have seen this deal ratified. When you look at the details of the negotiations, I can't really say I blame the flight attendants. According to a report out by Reuters, the proposed contract would have paid the flight attendants the minimum federal wage 
of $16.65 an hour for what is currently unpaid time. So as it stands today, most flight attendants are only paid when the aircraft is actually in motion. In other words, when people are boarding, when people are deplaning at the other end, flight attendants, I guess, are just considered to be volunteers. I'm not sure how that works. I know I've flown a bit recently. Anybody else who has knows that getting on and off the planes is typically, at least to me, uh, probably the most hectic and stressful times of the entire journey. Uh, for the sake of our fellow sun seekers, I sure hope that this dispute is resolved uh, quite quickly. An interesting development in the electric vehicle industry. For the first time ever, um, EVs sold by Chinese automaker BYD, they have surpassed Tesla sales in the fourth quarter. Uh, BYD sold 526,409 EVs, and that was followed by Tesla's sales of 484,507 vehicles. Now, this clearly is a shift in momentum, but when you look at it on a full year basis, uh, Tesla still leads the pack. In a normal world, you would look at Tesla's almost 20% growth as a strong number, but this is down from the previous 38% year-over-year growth. And perhaps more importantly, it comes in well below the 50% target that Tesla had been had set uh, by themselves. The entire EV sector has been brought down to earth over the past year. You look at all the legacy automakers who are shifting their focus from internal combustion to EVs, pretty much all of them, GM, Ford, Toyota, They've all scaled back on EV production. They made announcements um, in recent weeks. Um, a segment though of the automobile industry that might provide some hope is the pickup truck space. Uh, according to automaker Rivian, sales of its pickup truck were up 73% in the quarter. It's a pretty small number. We're looking at 14,000 trucks overall, but it does show a good trend. On a year over year basis, uh, sales were up 147%. As is usually the case, shares of Tesla have been on a bit of a roller coaster. In 2023, the shares almost doubled. That recoups about half of the losses they suffered back in 2022. Uh, from its most recent 52 week high in July, uh, shares of Tesla are down around 15%. Did you know that you can listen to all of our YouTube videos in podcast format? So you know, maybe you're driving, maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're just trying to fall asleep listening to some stimulating economic forecasts. Um, every video that we post on YouTube also has a podcast version. You can go ahead and look us up on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. I had a really good Christmas break. I uh, did a little bit of traveling, visited some family over the past couple of weeks. I ho hope you also had a very good holiday season. Uh, I'm here on Mondays and Wednesdays with this update. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss anything there. As always, thank you for watching and we will see you soon.